This is Sounding Board with me, Nick Elliott, the minority of one, and my very good brother, Andrew Elliott, the slayer of sacred cows. Evening. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, good intro. It's, Although it's, I did forget to ask people to share and rate and review and go to soundingboard.com, so I just did that. Okay, well that's that's done as well. That's done as well. Um, so I wanted to start off uh, today's podcast with not advice, but maybe maybe a tip um, for, for for people who I'm, I'm sure there are listeners out there who have been wearing masks for the past however many months and perhaps want to stop doing it. Mm. Um, whether because and we're not judging, may, maybe it's because they initially believed in all the hype because there was so much around there, and you know, and fair enough. Or maybe they just haven't wanted to wear them but have felt compelled because it's just not, let's face it, it's not a nice experience going to a shop without a mask uh, because everyone looks at you funny and, and that kind of thing. So I'm Im- imagining that there are people out there who are have perhaps had enough. You know, it's been eight nine months or something since the mask mandate came in. I'm not not sure how long. Uh, and they've just had enough. They want to start by not wearing a mask, but perhaps don't want to kind of dive right in there. So I've got an idea. Okay. It came to me the other day. Petrol stations. Okay. Yes. And the reason for that is it's not like another shop or another store. Once you go into the petrol station, you've already filled up your car. You've so got you their have product. To pay. They want they they can't right. tell you to go away. It's not like in a shopping centre where they can take your basket full of goods and say, "Sorry, go away. We don't want your business." Your their petrol is in your fuel tank, so you've already take. You know what are they going to do? Siphon off your car? So you know they yeah, they need the police. Yeah. they need to take your money, and you're there with money and without a mask. So. They treat you fine, and it just occurred to me because I was in a petrol station in the other day, the other day, obviously unmasked. Um, and I remember thinking, this is a this is a great way for people who just want to kind of to start off not wearing a mask. It's great because everyone's going to be really friendly to you because yeah. you've already got their product and they can't get it back. Yeah, and so they need your money. A queue of people behind you as well. Sure, uh, sure. There are there are other people that want to do it, so they don't want to delay that or make a scene or or whatever yeah and it's a quick you know you're in and out other, other, yes. other than the queues you know you're not kind of wandering around the shops you're just walking into the petrol station smiling at the cashier saying pump number five please handing over your card and then that's that i think i think that's a good point because it it is as you said quite rightly it's it's horrible whether whether you've got a mask on or not Shopping is just horrible. It's just horrible. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that having... Uh, I've, I've never worn a mask. And uh, I, don't, I don't even think I'm particularly proud of, of that. It's, it's not something I, I attach a, a particularly positive feeling to. Um, it, it's, just, it's just a fact. Um, but early on, when the mask mandate kicked in, I specifically avoided shops sure yeah because i didn't want to go and i didn't i i and and you know i've spoken on this podcast before about uh the you know the the anxieties if you like that the that i have around masks uh ignoring the the lack of you know ignoring the ethical arguments the medical arguments (laughs) everything else i mean in my view everyone's got a reasonable excuse you know nobody need wear these masks and can still obey the law uh you know as far as my interpretation is but you're right. The when I started going back into shops and going back into shops unmasked, it was it was that that moment of of 
you know, realization, am I going to get stopped by staff members? Am I going to get stopped at the door? Am I going to get stopped by other members of the public? Um, and, and stuff like that. And, and a shopping you've got to just get through it. Sure, but, but a shopping experience could be half an hour, whereas it's going to be a this minute. This is a good idea. It's going to be a minute in a petrol station, and you've already got the petrol. I, I completely agree. And so people need to be eased in. And the, you know, the people I know that have eventually um, stopped masking up, it's been about the little push they need. Sure. And it's been about showing them that the world doesn't end when when you do. Uh, so I think that's I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah, it's just it's just an e- an easy way to just kind of get into the habit, and so you can go into your petrol station, realise it's fine, yeah. and then perhaps that will give you the confidence to go somewhere else, like a to, to a bigger shop or, or somewhere else in the future. Yeah. Um, so did I tell you about um, uh, when I had to go to the the hospital recently? And the masks. No. Right. So um, I think we alluded to this in another podcast. I've, I've got, uh, I've got an uh, operation coming up, uh, and this is the reason I haven't been able to work out with you. Uh, is I've got a small hernia, which needs dealing with. Um, just one of those things. Uh, it's not major surgery and all that, but it is abdominal surgery, um, and uh, and I go in soon. Uh, so to see the consultant. Now, fortunately, I've got private medical cover um, through work. Uh, so got to see a consultant very quickly, went to our local private hospital where, I mean, obviously the, the rules are off the scale, even though it's a private hospital. And so I've got my lanyard. Um, I'm, I'm ready. You've got to turn up only five minutes early, not before you're in a, you know, a weird queuing system, even just to get through the door. And in the like the little, even just through the first set of double doors, there's a whole desk set up there. There's someone PPE'd up to the nines and you've got to answer questions and you've got to sign here and all this kind of stuff. And I saw the person in front of me um, got given, even though they were wearing, I again, it's a, let's call it a face covering as opposed to a mask. They're told, no, remove that. Here's your medical one, medical grade one. Put that on, sign here, etc., etc., etc. So I'm gearing myself up for this, gearing myself up for the, you know, for the discussion. Uh, and uh, the guy met me at the door, didn't bat an eyelid. And so I thought... Did you have oh, your big rainbow lanyard I had, Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. So I specifically bought ones with the, the most garish um, I love the NHS. Signaling. It doesn't say that, but it was, it's, def, it's, it's very rainbow. Um, and he didn't bat an eyelid. And I thought, okay, this is, this, is, this is going well. I've got to answer the stupid questions now about whether I've got, you know, uh, whether I can taste anything. Uh, and then clearly he had just a standard patty. I mean, this guy's all his job was getting people into the hospital, you know, noting down their names, ticking them off off a off a list because you know, you're only allowed there if you've got an appointment. Telling them this, telling them that, giving them a mask. And so he got to the point where his standard thing was, right, here's a mask. Uh, and then I just kind of looked and kind of just pointed, just kind of went uh, and pointed at my lanyard, and he was so apologetic. Really? This guy was like, oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but that, you know, and I could tell that his reaction wasn't, I don't care whether you've got an exemption, you're putting this mask on. Um, he, it was just the fact that he does this 50 times a day. Sure. Sign here, here's a mask. Um, but then well, like, well, when, when you get to do that thing, that kind of thing so many times. Yeah. You know, you just, you just. You you just get into the habit of it, and you're an autopilot. Yeah. So it's not. It's like when you um, back in the day, I don't know if you can remember this, but back in like the early '80s, McDonald's used to never used to sell Coke. It used to be McDonald's Cola. Is it, it's McDonald's Cola. Is that okay? Yeah, that's what they used to ask it like. So that. if you asked for a McDonald's Cola, they would say, well, "It's McDonald's Cola. Is that all right?" 
<laughs> and that used to be quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. McDonald's cola was nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, when when I went in for this appointment with a consultant, um, and so I've gone through this first little, you know, the, the pre-foyer bit with the double doors. Oh yeah, he says, oh hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Starts rifling around in one of his trolleys full of stuff. Pulls out this uh, big polythene bag thing. Stick that over your head. <laughs> with, um, with a visor in it. With one of these, you know, a flat visor. Because they're just a bit of, they're just a bit of, they're not, I want to say perfect, it's just a bit of plastic with a bit of foam Sure. And a bit of elastic. Yeah, I mean, that's that. all they are. Um, the stupidest things. Yeah, I think they're the stupidest things of this of this last year, is the visors. And and he said, right, I'm going to give you this. And it's all sealed up, you know, already. Um, if if the doctor wants you to wear this, you know, he, he'll, he'll tell you if he wants you to wear this. I'm like, fine. So grab this thing. I'm certainly not putting it on there. Uh, the hospital itself, then, you get into the main hospital foyer, and it's, you know, stop here, don't move there, there's spots on the floor. It was, and everybody was adhering to it. There wasn't anyone milling around. There were people, and they were in their lanes, yeah? It was, and it was step forward, no, step back. It, very, very regimented. Not a nice, not a nice uh, place to be. Um, then you go up to the counter or whatever, and the woman wants you to sign something else. So she so she's t- stands there with her pen, washing it, like wiping it with some wipe, going, here you go, take this pen. So take the pen and in fact I didn't have time my consultant arrived while I'm filling in this form uh, and so she said don't worry take it with you hand it to me when uh, when you get back it's like fine consultant didn't ask me to wear the city visor didn't bat an eyelid that I wasn't wearing a mask we had close to a half hour consultation because I had loads of questions about about the operation and about the anaesthetic and stuff like this um, and at no point when, even when he's got to ask me questions about for the form, like, have you had COVID and have you been hospitalised and all this kind of stuff? Um, any previous medical conditions, anything less? No mention at all about about the masks. So, that so was good. Private experience. healthcare is better than the NHS, is what I think. It's a take home that I'm, I'm getting from oh, that. Well, I haven't, I can't compare uh, going and using the NHS and using an NHS hospital while it's been masked, whereas I know you, you have had to do that with your wife. Yeah, it was rubbish. Yeah. Absolute rubbish. Um, and I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. And but it was rubbish from all sorts of things. It was rubbish because they were disorganised. Yeah. Um, just uh, yeah. I, I just I don't you know the amount of time waiting around. And... It, interestingly, when I asked when I when I said you know what's the kind of what's the kind of wait list like at the moment? I imagine that you know if this is on the NHS, then it's you know months and years. Um, but you know how is it looking on the private side now? And he said, fortunately, we have just ended our NHS contracts. I mean. I don't know whether these were, you know, contracts in the sense that you and I would would agree. Uh, you know, I think these were contracts at gunpoint from, from sure. the government. They basically commandeered these hospitals. Yeah, contracts the same way that eminent domain is a contract. <sighs> exactly. Um, uh, and, but the, the way he said it was very much like, oh, thank God that's over with. Um, uh, but he said, there's still, a, there's still a bit of a remnant. He said, normally, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd have you in next week. <laughs> but he said, I should have you in this month, which which ha- which is the case, you know, within within the month. Uh, we'll go in and so uh, hopefully hopefully that's all sorted and I won't have to I, I almost want to write like words you know you know when 
you know, when they, they they want to get the left and the right right. Yes. You've had this with your hands, I think. They even write it on you when you had your hand operated on like, this sure. hand or whatever. Like that. Not this one or whatever. But like House writes on his leg, not this leg or whatever. Um, I, I don't know whether I want to write on my upper arms, no vaccines. Because I there is just a part of me that is... Are you going under? A little, yeah. Right. There is a part of me in my... And this is... I granted, this is in my wildest dreams that someone's going to vaccinate me while I'm in there. And I, I know that's irrational. Okay. I mean, I, I think... I can see where you're coming with that. I'm wondering if having a... a, a you know, writing in Sharpie on your arm, no vaccines. It's, it's going a bit to more of a red them. flag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, we're going to get this guy with all three. Um, yeah, I, I, I know it's, I know it's daft. Um, I mean, you, you've got to consent. I, you know, I've got would, consent forms. I would, I would, um, I'd get a temporary tattoo saying vaccinated, saying fully vaccinated. Yeah, with a, like a plaster or something, and, and you know, I've, I've seen, I saw someone with a Pfizer I, logo. Do you know what? I w- the Pfizer logo. I would as a tattoo. Right now, now <laughs> that, not a cult. That, that's that's crazy. But honestly, I would get. I don't have any tattoo. I have no body piercings. I would get a tattoo that said, you know, vaccinated and proud or something. I, I don't. I don't think I'd go as far as having a, a big pharma logo <laughs> put on. But I would. I would have one saying that if it was enough. To make everyone go away. I mean, it isn't. I mean, you could if any time somebody said, "So, have you had the jab yet?" Just you could just go like that, not say a word, and then, and then just carry on. Yeah, I, I would. I would rather. I would rather go through the the pain and permanence of a actually, tattoo. That's, that's giving me. That's giving me an idea. Actually, right. So imagine this upper arm like you're saying yeah vaccinated and proud yeah okay, is a tattoo someone asks you you roll up your sleeve this is vaccinated and proud and, and they're like not. oh yeah and then you just pull it up a little bit and it's like un <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that i like that you've got both messages depending on your audience sure yeah yeah um while we're talking about this ridiculous covid stuff yeah um, i wanted to talk a little just just for a moment about well so i've got, I've got like a 30 second point on PCR tests, right. I think because of your procedure, you've had one yesterday or today. Or I had my first ever COVID, uh, my first ever PCR test today. Sure, well, hold that, hold that thought, okay? Because yeah. I just, this is just, you know, I know we talk a lot about, you know, it, about it's not, it's not about the virus. It's all about coercion and authoritarianism and stuff. Yep. that's true. And well, yeah. So, but and another one, another one of these things is kind of came up to me. I was just thinking about PCR tests the other day. So you've got these people who are testing people non-stop. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, someone comes in, they test them, they, you know, they bugger off, the next person comes in, and you do oh, this the all the time. Themselves. The testers just, themselves. The testers themselves. That's their job. They're testing hundreds sure. of people a day. Yeah. If this, if this virus is so deadly, okay, if, if, this, if it's so deadly, if you're a tester and you test somebody who's tested positive, why aren't you quarantined for two weeks? <laughs> Serious question to any of the any of the branch Covidians who are listening. Because these people aren't socially distancing because they've got to swab you. Correct. They're also touching something, you know, some material that's got. You, you you raise a perfectly valid point as far as I'm concerned. They should be they should be they should be quarantined for two weeks. They should be shielding. Wouldn't be any testers left, would there? Well, no. So, Did you see what I'm saying? Though? I, obviously, <laughs> and there are there are lots of these types of 
things yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But I thought I I thought I'd had them all. I thought I'd got them that's all. That's a good one. And then there was another one. That that's a good one. So I have not worn a mask for all sorts of reasons. I intend on going through this entire process, however many decades it takes, and never wearing a mask. I was hoping to get through this without taking a PCR test, but because of um, being admitted into hospital, they won't they won't let you without it. Um, so I went today. Now it's a, a drive-through, so to speak. But this was at the private hospital, so I was assuming. Let me just get this out of the way first. I was assuming that because the operation is only in a few days' time, uh, and because they obviously need a negative result, that they would be doing it on the hospital. They're doing the lab work in the hospital site uh, and giving you a result within within hours, maybe the next morning or something like that. Uh, but no, forty-eight hours, and you'll like this even better. If you don't hear from us, then it's okay to come for your operation. We'll we'll tell you if you test positive, and one assumes cancel the operation. Will they tell them? Because if they don't, you could just block their number, their email, or whatever. Well, but it's la 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 well, la. But, I haven't heard. If, but I'm what if that? Operation. Well, indeed. But what if that message doesn't get through to me for whatever reason? What if that text message doesn't get through? What if that email, whatever? Um, and then I turn up expecting an operation, and there they're going, "No, stay away." Or um, you are actually positive. It's not a false positive. Let's assume you have the virus. Yeah. Whatever reason, the message doesn't get through. Yeah. You go to the operation. They don't. They don't cancel it for you. You infect the entire hospital. Yes. Yes, that's the kind of bureaucratic mm. thing that could happen, that uh, probably has happened, which is why this is such a nosocomial disease. I mean, let's face it, I'm more likely to get the virus in that hospital oh, by a, than I am By a country mile. Yes. By a country mile. The vast majority of people have... Uh... So I had, my, I had my PCR test today, drive through stupidest system ever. St- only got... Staying in the car. Is that staying in the car. Um, yeah, do not get out of the car. Uh, they've only got two bays at this hospital. Okay. And obviously there's two cars in the two bays when you get there. Stupid little one-way system. And you park up waiting. And then, and then you've got no idea who else is parked up with you who is going to make the dash like you're trying to do to get one of those parking spaces. Okay, right. so you're there in your car. I only found this out after two cars that came after me pipped me to the post because of where I had to park and just because obviously there's cars coming and going all the time, so you can't just. So say, there's well, not a queuing system. No queuing system, and so you've got to, you're pouncing with your car. So you're sat there on, on launch control. Tell me about it. Jeez. Tell me about it. sport mode, everything. Okay. Honestly, I was ready to just floor it in order to block the one-way system bit, even with half of my car, which fortunately is big enough I can do that, and um, to, to get in front. And I had to do it. I dived in front of someone in the end. Uh, I, I did a manoeuvre I wouldn't consider to be particularly safe in order to not have not sit there for another 15 minutes. Mm. So that aside. Oh, yeah. Then when I get there, I wait in the car for 10 minutes when I'm in the bay. 10 minutes waiting for clipboard lady to come so you've got clipboard lady and swab lady okay they should they should get they should get people from mcdonald's to sort this out because they've got that down haven't they <laughs> drive-throughs they have they should have they should have employed a mcdonald's consultant yep they have and bearing in mind that we're 
over a year into this now. Sure. They haven't got this down yet. So, you know, this is this is healthcare. It doesn't matter whether it's private or public. Two clinically obese ladies, one swab lady, one um, clipboard lady. Clipboard lady comes comes to the the window. I wind it down. What's the first thing she asks me? Where's your mask? Can you put your mask on? So, uh, how are you know? how how are you going to know? shove that ridiculous stick? Halfway up my nose into my brain, if I have a mask. But on. she was halfway through trying to explain her position on it, when and I'm, as I left the house, I said to my wife, "I'm going to take the stupid lanyard with me, even though I'm in my car." Now I wasn't wearing it, but I had it in in a prominent position in the car, <laughs> ready to go. And all I did was just held it up and said, "I'm exempt." And pointed at it, and but she was. She was kind of, I don't know what she was going to say, but it was almost like she had, she had some reason that was, well, I, you know, I'm not the one who's going to give you the swab, so I need to be protected kind of thing. Even though, obviously, she's wearing a mask. If masks are so good, how are they not protecting you? Um, to one, be fair... One, we all know they're one way. Exactly. So, anyway, she, she actually thought quite, quite quickly after that, Bit of bit of banter on how cold it is for May, all this kind of stuff. And she she was fine, and it was at that moment that I realised I need to befriend Swab Lady. She's the one who's going to shove something up my nose and down my throat. I need to be on her good side. So, what was the first lady doing? Who are you? Well, you know, you've got you've got to be on the list. This isn't just a drive-through, turn up when you like, get a test. This is you you've, you're booked in for a test because you're here for an operation in a few days. So she's doing all of that. She's got her paperwork. I've so, got to sign my life away to even have the test. And she's asking me honestly. The questions were so ridiculous. Okay, she literally asked me whether I've been social distancing for the last however many days. You know, it, it's so stupid. The list of symptoms wasn't just your standard fever. New and continuous cough, you know all this kind of stuff. It's shortness of breath. It's it, it, it's so many things. Well, I, I saw I saw a funny meme actually, which was uh, Dumb and Dumber. Do you remember the film Dumb and Dumber? Oh, I love that film. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's some Jim Carrey's character. Yeah, is there saying, but I don't have any of the symptoms. And uh, what what part of the film is that in? No, no, no. This oh. is this is just a picture. It's oh, just, just a picture. A, a picture right. of them. And he's saying I don't have any of the systems, and it's but that's one of the symptoms, you know. <laughs> Because it is, isn't it? You know, no, yeah. not having the symptoms is is a symptom of COVID. Well, it it is for the lateral flow test. You, you know, so this, this test yourself twice a week, test yourself every day nonsense that the government is now pushing is only if you don't have symptoms. Although the test itself says only take this test if you have symptoms. Yes. Madness. Anyway, how was how was how was your so test? I befriended I befriended the uh, swab lady um, and uh, uh, the the test itself was horrible. No, I, I should have taken I should have taken a drink or something um, with me because it burns or some cocaine. <sighs> I, I was bit actually a bit of a sharpener to kind of to numb oh, God the nasal passages. Um, so I I have um, one of the only things that works on my hay fever. Is uh, is a is a nasal spray, but it's not it's not a drug. It is something that you know, like it's like these nanoparticles that coat the inside of of your nose, right? Uh, with this weird plasticky stuff. <laughs> I 
It sounds worse than it is. That sounds that sounds like Homer, Homer Simpson, coating the back of his throat <laughs> with wax, so he can eat, so he can the, have the Guatemalan insanity, insanity peppers. <laughs> it's like that, but for your nose. Brilliant. Um, so I've got this. It, it's a it's a proper thing. It's a proper thing. Um, uh, Over the counter stuff, and uh, and you squirt this stuff up your nose, and it and it it's like a barrier, effectively, and it is. It is, it is painful. The only way I can explain it is if it doesn't hurt, you haven't done it right. Uh, uh, so you squirt this stuff up your nose and you can feel it like here at the back of your head. Seriously. But it, yeah, for a few hours, sim- symptom-free if you're going outside and you know cutting the grass right. and all this kind of stuff. So, so for me, it's a, it's, it's a godsend. But what, what, what happens is you end up, uh, and it's uh, spearmint-flavoured. So you flavored? smell spearmint, but you're squirting up your nose. So it can run a bit of it can run down the back of your throat. Oh. I know, I know, this is nice, but the point is, a bit later you start tasting spearmint. Okay, but it did get me thinking today. If I'd have sprayed that stuff up first, would that have been a barrier to the whatever horrible chemicals and the materials themselves that this swab, probably made in China, has got on it? I mean, I've read some of the stuff about. The, these swabs and how you know potentially yeah it's worse than um, you know the what's the um, asbestos <laughs> like you know <laughs> and you're shoving this stuff up your nose but it burns okay she's done it around my tonsils feel like I want to gag then it's up both nostrils and so how how far because you see the picture far enough <laughs> it looks like it's going into your brain um, yeah she reached my frontal lobe that it Horrible, and but the the, the overarching thing was for about the, an hour afterwards, burning sensation in the back of my throat and the you know up, up in your nose. I mean, if it's burning, if it's what, what so it? easy to contract, and if it's if it's like everywhere and you're breathing it out and it's on all the water droplets that you you're spitting Surely out. Surely you should just be able to go. <sighs> exactly, you should just be able to breathe <laughs> on one of these test strips. Or they should just, you know, get literally a couple of millimetres inside your nose. Yeah, that'll do, sir. That's all we need because this stuff is it's, it's a killer and it's everywhere. Therefore, this is all if, we need. If, if masks are enough, if, if stupid cloth face coverings are enough to stop it, yeah. then why do you need to swab my brain? Sure. Agreed. And, it, and, it, and or conversely, if you need to go that deep into my brain, then why, why, are we, why, why did I need to stand six feet away from you? Yeah. Um, so... I, I tried to uh, I tried to shoot the shit with with swab lady to try and ho- hopefully ease my suffering because I thought at the, v- at the very least if I piss her off she's not going to hold back is she? she? No, she'll just give you a frontal lobotomy. Exa- exactly. Um, so um, I, I made similar similar small talk. Isn't it? Isn't it cold this fear for me? And she said, No, I am. I am absolutely baking. I said, Well, that's all the PPE you've got. Come and look at you're covered in all these different layers. And she said. She said, "No, no, no. Normally, I'm normally I'm fine." Whoa! And so, wait a minute. <laughs> so, I, so I said, "I said, hang on a minute." I said, "I hope you." I, I emphasised the you because obviously they've asked me all these questions. I said, "I hope you don't have a new temperature because I don't want you getting all your COVIDs all over my swab." <laughs> and she roared with laughter. Uh, and that and it totally totally just diffused diffused the, situation, the entire yeah. situation and she then starts 
she then starts saying, ah, oh, honestly, they're zapping you left, right and centre here. You can't move without getting your temperature checked again. If you feel a little bit hot, hot, they whisk you into a cool room and then they wait, you know, you wait 20 minutes and they take your temperature again and then, you know, if you're safe, then you're back in again. The things she left me with, they would jab you every day here if they could. Jeez. <laughs> but all this, all this, if you feel too hot, if you get the symptoms or whatever... That's too late. We're, you know, they've been telling yep. us for 18 months that you can have no symptoms for four days. I'm, I'm still sceptical about that. That's not this. But they've been telling everyone that they can, you, can have, you can be completely asymptomatic. All of it is built on that. Sure. But yeah. It's, it's kind of, I think it's built on the pre-symptomatic stuff. Oh, more, it's more built on anything. A, nah, it's built on asymptomatic. Come on. It's built on asymptomatic. I mean, built on pre-symptomatic as well, but it's I, asymptomatic spread. You don't know that I, you're not going around. Not that you will, you will develop it, just that you'll you'll never know you've had it. I think I think it's been kept going by asymptomatic stuff. Oh, but you think it may have started it built up on the fact right. that you could be because that's the difference between SARS CoV one and SARS CoV two. SARS CoV one, you get symptoms straight away. Um, yes, and, so you can isolate, and you can you can isolate people really really easily because as soon as you get symptoms, that's it. The big thing about COVID was that oh no, you can be you can be symptom free for days and then you'll get them. And then it was only when they're yeah. realizing that it wasn't quite a big thing. I oh, we need to uh, uh, asymptomatic. Asymptomatic, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. So it was kind of carried on. But, then, but then again, you know, the, all of this. I mean, it's, it's it's interesting looking at. Uh, have you have you seen any stuff, uh, any interviews with uh, Rainer Fulmik, the lawyer? No. Uh, Who? Rainer Fulmik. I think that's how you pronounce it. Fulmik, maybe I don't know. Uh, but he's a German-American hotshot lawyer. Okay. Right. Uh, I recommend that you you look into this guy, okay? Because he's the one who's gathered another two hundred lawyers from all over the world and is taking you know governments and things to to court for crimes against humanity. Now I don't I don't hang all my hopes on this, okay? There's a little bit a little bit of hopium here, but um, I, I, in fact, wouldn't it wouldn't it be just bizarre and crazy if it was the lawyers that that got us out of this. I mean, that 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 would be fascinating. But this is the guy who won against Volkswagen with the fuel scandal, fuel really? emission scandal. Yeah, he's won against Deutsche Bank. He takes big companies so he's, to he's court. A, he's a Johnny Cochran of civil law. Yes. Right. Okay. He He's building basically the whole case. Uh, he, he's revealing more over the next few weeks, but... A fundamental part, foundational piece of this is taking apart the PCR test and how completely useless this is. And so, uh, and yeah, what what they they he's, he convened a whole committee and they they've been hearing expert testimony since like June or July last year, building this case up. You know the the usual suspects that, that you know you know about the professors and doctors and things and more, giving evidence to this committee that he's convened of these of these lawyers collecting this stuff. But the the PCR test, it's not just it's not just cycle threshold of which you know that's one thing. It's 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 every part of it. It's the fact that it's kind of it was invented within five minutes without having a sample of the virus. It's it's you know it's, you can detect anything you like with it. It's, it's not a diagnostic test. It's everything. So the whole thing falls apart if you actually take away the detection of in quotes a case or a positive result. Sure, anyway. and, and just the fact that they've basically ignore the constitution in america i mean it's a bit different over here we don't we have like an unwritten one yeah but they, they have they've ignored the constitution over there 
Well, there's a couple of European countries where they've now the constitutional courts and stuff have ruled sure. uh, in order to overturn some of this stuff. But again, because we're over here in uh, in fascist Britain, <laughs> um, we we don't have such a thing. Well, one of, one of the, I remember when I studied law at college, um, and I remember one of the things that they, they, they taught us was obviously the differences between English law and American law and other countries. And they said, well, they were touted as being this fantastic thing about Britain is that we are a free country. Unless there is a law yes. against it, you can do it. Yeah. Out the window last year. Completely out, out the window. the window. You can only do it if we tell you you can do it. I was, I was trying to end this on something positive, okay? So we've got lawyers on our side. We've got sure. hotshot lawyers on our side. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of listening... Clearly, you haven't. I, I find this strange. You haven't come across this guy yet. Uh, look up Rainer Fulmich. And uh, uh, and hear what he has to say because he's gonna. He won't be in the mainstream media, obviously. Um, but in, uh, I think he filed his first stuff on Friday, and there's more stuff coming out over the next next couple of weeks. We might be saved from this, Andy, by oh, the lawyers. By the lawyers, fantastic. So on that bombshell. Great place to end it. Thank you for listening to Sounding Board. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>